Ooh. Welcome to Two Dipshits Podcast. Happy days. Happy days. I'm drinking a cider right now. Kendra's drinking a Coors. What kind of cider, Lauren? Wild State Cider from Duluth, Minnesota. The pear kind. It's decent. I think, yeah, I think that we should actually review. We should have try. I mean, obviously we don't have to try new drinks every time, but if we do try a new drink we haven't tried on the podcast before, we should review it. I agree. And then... Our uncle makes the best um, mm-hmm. Bloody Mary, so we should have him on sometime mm-hmm. because n- he's literally one. Well, he hasn't gone to Bloody Mary contests, but he has had friends take his Bloody Marys to Bloody Mary contests, and they have won. So they are the best he's Bloody Marys. He's a big Marys. deal. He's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm gluten-free, so I can only do ciders. So any cider company out there, you want to send us some ciders, and we'll, if we like them, we'll talk about them. <laughs> Just saying, because Lauren can't find anything. Or give a good recommendation, because or, I just cannot find a cider that I really, really like. I like the fall ciders, but yeah. now we're turning out, like, you know, now the seasonal ones aren't the fall cinnamony ones anymore. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to find. Or if you have any gluten-free beers that taste actually like beer, let us know, because then I would go gluten-free like I'm supposed to. But right now I don't, because I love beer. But what's your review on that one? It's fine. It's like an, It's a little sweet for my taste. Um, I usually like the pear ones, though, because they're a little more subtle. What's your review on Coors? Coors is amazing. Sometimes, that was our dad's favorite beer. Sometimes when I'm not feeling well, or like the other day, I just like could not sleep. And I just need, you know, you need something comforting. She walk out of your bedroom. To... I have a lot of Coors. It's like water. It's like, <laughs> it's like a comforting water. By the way, we're both, well, you are going back to your apartment tomorrow, but we've both yeah. been living at our mom's house for a little bit. Yeah. So a little update on the toothpaste, if you listened to the last oh, episode. Yeah. I tried for one day, and I cannot go without toothpaste. So you're a little pussy. It. A little toothpaste pussy. I am. I love me my toothpaste. I need that mint, mintiness in my mouth. It didn't feel quite clean enough at the end. I know it was, because my teeth, like, you know, when you slide your tongue across your teeth, and it was, like, slimy. Ew. Not slimy. <laughs> Oh, not slimy, but you know what I'm talking about? Ew. Where it like glides across. It doesn't feel like a sweater on your teeth. Ew. The noise, <laughs> the slimy, everything was that. It was gross. That was all fine. But I felt like all day I had bad breath and I don't know if I did or not. Mm. But because of that mintiness wasn't there to start my day off, I just felt like, you know, the whole you day. You should have asked me. God, I smell so. <laughs> <laughs> I moved the slightest bit and I got a big old. Wait, did you take my shower today? No. <laughs> <laughs> At home, I don't really do much. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'll get better someday. But Lauren doesn't brush her teeth, so she's a little pussy. I brush my teeth. And floss. Oh, yeah. with I mean, with toothpaste. That was one day I tried it. And, and then she's a little pussy, and she's a subject to capitalism, just like the rest of us. Capitalism, tie me up. Spank me a little bit, baby. Oh, <laughs> capitalism. Raunchy girl. Well, that's my update. What's your update? My update is that... Oh, well, your update, both of our updates, is we're working on our new collection for our clothing company. We're doing a total rebrand. So before we did a lot of, like, upcycled um, clothing, we would, like, thrift clothing, and then we'd upcycle it or use the fabric and, like, make something new from it. And then we'd make our own jewelry. But this time we're totally rebranding. We're doing a whole, like, little collection with four pieces and then some jewelry added in. And Kendra's a little stressed. I'm a bit stressed. It's a little scary. You always stress yourself out. I really do. And I just feel like I'm not going to sew it as well as I would like to sew it in my mind. And that really freaks me out. 
you know, you have a picture in your mind of how it's going to look, and then I just worry that it's going to come out and not look like that. Yeah. And that always pisses me off. I'm excited for this, though. I feel like our rebrand really feels like us. And yeah. It's a lot more mat- mature. Mature. I like it already a lot better than our old stuff. No offense to our old stuff. It was great, but just not us anymore. Mm-hmm. So hopefully if I can sew it up to the to the c- capabilities that I want to, it'll, it'll look fine. great. We're not as hype as we were the other day. No. Well, our mommy, our mom made us watch like four episodes of Yellowstone even after we said we no, had to go. it was like six. Well, yeah, but from the point where we had to say we had to go downstairs. Yeah, we kept being like, we got stuff to do. And she's like, one more episode. So now it's. I love Rip and Kevin Costner and Luke Grimes. <laughs> she, yeah, we won't, say, <laughs> we won't say what she said. But yeah. it's now midnight and we planned to come down here and start a podcast at like 930. And then that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we a little bit tireder. More tired (laughs) than usual. So we wanted to touch on like a topic of grief a little bit this time, but we didn't really want to like deep dive into it yet. As we said last time, we just kind of want to give a little spank. No, you said caress. You said caress, not spank. Spank (laughs) is going at it. (laughs) You said caress the surface. Caress. Until we're feeling it. Would you rather have someone caress you when they first meet you or spank you when they I first meet you? I want a nice you? hard smack on the ass. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> don't, do <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this, if you do that, you're probably going to go to jail. So don't yeah. do that. I'll choke you. And I'll cut your pee-pee off. Yeah. Slowly. Um. Anyway, so we just kind of wanted to hit grief a little bit. And more just about our Ding own. Dong. How we deal with grief. Ding dong. Who is it? Grief. Grief. <laughs> I'm right here, bitch. <laughs> Let's redo um, that. You say it's grief, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Ding dong. Who is it? Wait. <laughs> Wait. No, you say ding dong. I'll okay. say who is it. You say grief. Ding dong. Who is it? Grief, bitch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be our intro to our whole podcast. <laughs> that would be so upsetting. Anybody who hears that who just comes to our podcast would be like, um, no, what the fuck is this? Uh, and they wouldn't even care enough to keep continuing would to be see a little bit is. like um traumatic to listen yeah to. i think people who don't like, deal with grief like come into this podcast like wanting to help you know connect with my grief a little bit and then yes. starts off with it's great bitch that's the thing <laughs> i do think we grieve very differently than most people we grieve with humor a lot i think a lot of people agree with humor i think a lot of people do but what if they don't when they just come across this podcast they're like, like oh these bitches shit. are crazy yeah, that could happen. But also, TikToks I've seen recently, they sometimes trigger me. And I'm like, I think I have a pretty good humor capability with grief. Oh, yeah. But sometimes I see TikToks where I'm like, oh, my God, did you not love your father or what? Because if you could say that on TikTok about his death, I'm like, how the hell? But I'm on dead dad TikTok. Oh, well, I'm on dead dad TikTok, too. And I'm like, it like was pretty soon after dad. Yes. I was like, um, TikTok, how did you learn that my dad uh, died? Yeah, no, like, I don't know if they heard us talking about it or what. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was like out. a it week was, after like, that. soon, and then recently it's become a, like um, a lot of them are, and I'm like, yeah. I also go on TikTok to escape, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't help me. It's a very bad for my mental illness, mental health, very bad for my mental health. TikTok, yeah. But I still go on it. I also don't want to think about my dad while I'm on it. Sorry, dad, but like you know, True. it's not what I'm on there for. Sometimes you need a little bit of a break from the dead yeah. dad thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But Kenner and I grieve in very different ways. I well, not sometimes. We yeah. both have humor around it. Sorry, I have to switch my That's leg like, positions. I think when we're together, we grieve very similarly. Well, not even. I don't know. 
We have similarities and differences, I think. We can make one of those um circle charts when diagrams. <laughs> Diagram. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We yeah. should make one of those. Because I think I um, I don't talk about it with a lot of people, but people that I like some people I'll really talk about it with. And I don't talk about it with anybody. Not even myself. Yeah, barely with me or mom. Nobody. You'll talk about me with like how people have treated you during yeah, grief. Yeah, but I won't talk about actually you won't like talk dad. About, like, yeah, how your traumatic moments with about dad. No. I would never talk about how I'm feeling or about dad, but I'll talk about my anger towards stupid people who are incompetent or unempathetic in any way. Those people piss me off. Yeah, we'll get towards that. I think I've made my grief. I've become a lot of it. I've become more of an angrier person, I think. I feel like I've channeled, mm. channeled, channeled it into like anger. You're angry, but then you're also sympathetic towards, uh, like you're more understanding if others have. Well, I've always been an empathetic person, but I feel like now it's like if someone does one thing that to piss me off, I'll be pissed off for like five weeks. Whereas oh, usually yeah. I'd be, I like used to not hold grudges and like I used to get over things really quickly and be like, who the hell cares? Yeah. Well, but I think now if anybody... I'm like, if anybody disrespects me in a, like, a way that crosses the line, I'm pretty much just like, okay, I don't care if you're yeah. in my life anymore at all. I will say, grieving has shown me who needs to be my life and who doesn't. Yeah. If you aren't there at, like, the worst moments, then I don't really need you in my life anymore. Yeah. But also, if you do anything disrespectful to me in regards to my grief, you're done. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. And I think that's where we... Really hold like I hold grudges. I oh, yeah. have tons of grudges with friends right now. Me too. That I shouldn't have. No. But it'll be even be like a friend that's supposed to be close that didn't text me on the one year. Not yeah. saying that all need to. I'm just saying the people that are like very close to the situation. Yeah. If they don't, I'm a little disrespected yeah. by it. Yeah, I felt like incredibly disrespected since losing dad. Like by friends that I thought would be be with me for my lifetime. Completely. It made me question whether I actually have like real friends or yeah. not. And it's hard because. I get some people have never gone through it, so they try. I think society tries to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. When if you're talking to a grieving person, you should just automatically think, "My job, my goal is not to make this person feel better; it's to make this person feel heard yes. in any way, whatever. If it's they're being angry, if it's they need to like somebody to cry to, if they want to joke about it, let them joke about it. Like just mm-hmm. be there and let them." grieve in their own way you do not need to guide them through it no just or support like, them through it like yeah yeah there's no it is like a more being heard thing that's my thing i feel like i never was heard throughout anything and like uh-uh. by any of my friends like no no offense to any of my friends if you're listening like I mean, if they are they yeah. should know that yeah. you were offended by it yeah you're all great but like when it comes to grieving i get nobody's gone through it yeah we're it, kind of the first of our friends to go through it but like it hurts to be like, it felt a lot, and we both have said it, it felt a lot like we were supposed to be over it within like yes. a few months. I think that's just society in general. Yeah, and it's like because we're never I get over it ever. Like I it, was it in like a full time now than it used to even hurt. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. So two points. But society in general makes you feel like you have to just push on because like I was in a full time job, you were too, mm-hmm. and my job made me come back after five days of being out, which yeah. was just and insane. my job kind of my job kind of guilted me into coming back. Yeah, and he was my dad's friend, which was which we- is so crazy. Weird. So but he weird. didn't come to the funeral. Which no, is weird. I don't so know what life. his situation was. He just didn't care. He never even talked to me after dad died either. Yeah, it was a very weird situation. Yeah. Um, but like my boss, you could. She always talked shit about her parents, and so I think she just wasn't close and didn't understand the, like, severity of losing a parent, mm-hmm. especially when I feel like our family is Very extremely close. close. Yeah. Dad was one of our best friends. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like our family is closer than most families that I've heard of. Yeah. But at the same time... But still, it's, it's still not something to assume about. You can't. Like, she can't like, assume that yeah. you weren't close. She to can't dad. be like, "Oh, you'll be fine. Just come back in five days. Yeah, and it'll be good. I'd be fine." Because like, what I don't want to think people understand is when you're in that sort of grief, it just it like consumes you. It does. You're like a zombie. You. I don't remember anything from end of November to June 2021. Don't remember mm-hmm. a single thing. Like I can kind of remember going on a skiing trip mm-hmm. one weekend with my friends. Sort of. Like, I just know what happened. I don't remember anything about it. Like, I just don't remember anything. Like, you're just, you are a zombie. And so, not saying that I needed a lot of time off, but I needed more than five days. Because I remember during that, during that time period, I was, like, working a full-time job while also helping mom get all the coordinations for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Literally picking up dad's ashes. On I literally, like, emailed my boss and was like, I have to leave for an hour to pick up my dad's ashes. I was like, what a weird, mm-hmm. you know thing to do while you're working a full-time like and then yeah. i just had to come back to work and be like okay yeah <laughs> just picked up my dad's ashes but i'm fine you know yeah it was it's weird but and i don't know if it's all of like all countries i don't know if it's an american kind of thing i don't know if it's a music industry thing because mom got months off but that's also well she didn't no oh no she, she took, took like she took it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but then also that's another thing with society is people definitely treat mom differently with grieving oh, than yeah. us but yeah that could be a whole yeah, other we can topic make a whole podcast about that because it's frustrating it's really frustrating but yeah. yeah we can get into it later what was my other thing that when we were talking about that and i said oh two things and i, I said, said my one thing. something about how how it hurts now sometimes it hurts now more than it even hurt when it first happened how it, like it, oh. it lasts longer than just a few months yes. obviously and that's my other thing is that that was a yes i was gonna say this was my other with you that thing is i don't think people understand that we are still hurting mm-hmm. if you have a friend out there that's grieving or just going through a really hard time if you even think of them just randomly throughout yeah. the day text them and just like say like don't even say like how are you just be like hey i just want to know i'm thinking about you mm-hmm. you popped into my head whatever um or just text them about anything, anything. Like just ask them to get coffee or like yeah Say something, say this made me think of you, or like just anything. Like the thought that like a friend is thinking about you in any way is, is good as like, as long as it's like it's showing that you're you're caring about them. Like a text about like gossip or like something like that. Don't send yeah. them that, but like send them if you're thinking about them, send them that or like yeah, I don't know. Like meaningful texts really mean a lot, whether they're asking about how they're doing or if they're just meaningful in general. Definitely. Don't just assume that your friends are over the situation. Yeah. Any traumatic prob- situation, they're because most likely not. I. From what I've heard of other people grieving is that it never goes away. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've definitely learned because it's still... I mean, even dad, our dad lost his dad when he was 21. And you could tell dad was still, like, heartbroken over his mm-hmm. dad. Like, to he was 60 and, like, he was still heartbroken. Yeah. And like, we will, I think, will always be heartbroken over yeah, dad, too. you know. So, like, anything like that. I feel like it just lasts forever. And, like, Mark mm-hmm. is heartbroken over his dad and everything, too. Definitely. So. And I think people think that... They might be like a nuisance. How do you say it? nuisance? Yeah. Nuisance to the grieving person. They'll be like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to think about their dad if I send them this text. Mm-hmm. And I, for us at least, we're thinking that's about him the, all the opposite. Time. We're always thinking about him. So knowing that somebody is sending that text and thinking about you, I would say send it no matter, like, just send it if you're thinking about them. A person will tell you if it's too much. Yeah. Like if a friend was like, constantly mm-hmm. asking me what they could do to help i feel like i would go to them and say yeah i love that you're doing this for me but 
I and need also, some time. But do, like, do it with the right reasons. Don't do it yeah. to, be like, to be a saint. Do it because you genuinely care about the person. Because there are people who like are very fake about it and are like have come out of like the woodwork after yeah. dad. Like people, like people I barely ever talked to are like, oh my gosh, we should get coffee sometime and talk about it. Like I want to be there for you. And yeah, it's like text me if you need anything. And like yeah, and I don't, don't even, even know you. Yeah. So like you're just trying to act like a little saint right now, and you don't actually care about me. Yeah. And that also hurts. So like it is like a if you're their your friend, then reach out to them, but don't. Do it to make yourself feel better. Do it to help them. But then there are some them. people that I hadn't talked to in a long time that are very genuine. You can just feel oh, yeah, like they're that's genuine. The thing. It's, a, it's a fake. It's, you can tell yeah. if it's a fake person doing it. Yeah, you can sure. feel if it's very genuine of even just somebody just being like, we haven't talked in a while, but I am feeling this grief with you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're a friend of somebody who loses somebody, I would suggest that you put all the dates that you know in your phone. Like, I would, if I were you, I'd put that, the person they lost, I'd put their birthday in, and I'd put their day of their mm-hmm. death in. Because, like, agree. as much as I like getting texts on dad's, like, one year, mm-hmm. I would have really appreciated some texts on his birthday, and I would have really appreciated people actually, like, acknowledging that it was his birthday and not treating, like, like, every other day and, like, sending me stupid texts, like, gossip and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Or hurt- just in a month, at least. Yes. And just text in the month and be like, I know this month will be hard for you. Yes, it hurts a lot Something. to get, like... Like, I got a gossip text on my dad's birthday, and that yeah. hurt by my, by my best, like, one of my best friends, and it hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, like, obviously made me a little angry. Obviously, so like, you didn't give a fuck about gossip that No, day. I was, you like, know, we only were, thinking about our family and, yeah, like, every, We were in every, South Dakota because we celebrated his him. 60th birthday in South Dakota for, so for his 61st. Yeah. We went to South Dakota, and then, yeah, I remember you, we were in the car, and you got that text, and yeah. you just, like. I was pre-mad. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but yeah, you should be because yeah. we were having a great time just ourselves, and then over you were thinking that somebody was going to be like, "Hey, hope you're having like, yeah, or hope his 61st is an okay day for you, or something." Yeah. I don't know how you want to say it, yeah. But like, and then you got that gossip test over anything. Yes, nothing. It wasn't nothing even acknowledged, and it's like I totally get people aren't going to remember the dates, but it would be so I would be so comforted if somebody would have put the dates in their phone to like remember, Definitely. you know? I'm like, mom posted on his birthday. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I got a little pissed at one because yeah. people knew it was his birthday because our mom is really she does post a lot just to like remind like you know in in remembrance of him and stuff like mm-hmm. that and all of our friends follow our mom pretty much yeah so and there was one friend in when... particular that liked it that mm-hmm. should have said it and didn't and I shouldn't be holding a grudge but you do I hold but so I many grudges after yeah. like it's just if you don't yeah that's the one that's the one friend that I'm holding a bit of a grudge with because. I think if any friend should remember dad, as I would remember her dad, mm-hmm. you know, it just like, it hurts a little bit. It, mm-hmm. it just feels like, oh, it's been one year. Even you can get on with your fucking life now, you know? Even before one year, people yeah. stop caring. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And that's what's insane. People stop caring after like a couple weeks and mm-hmm. it's like, how the hell? Yeah. And you just, just like, kind of like forget about it almost. Yeah. I'm going to shout out one friend, though. With her name, because she's amazing, and honestly, she's, like, gifted at talking to people. But Sammy, my yoga friend, we met while we were yoga teacher training, she is the one friend that, she even said she's never lost anybody, but she is so good at talking to me about dad. And I really, really, really appreciate it. Because mm-hmm. um, she, one, doesn't cower away from stories about dad. Like, if I bring up dad, she doesn't. You know, a lot of your friends, if you, like, bring up dad in a story, they'll, like... Oh, yeah, they just get quiet. They just... And, then, and they don't know what to say, because they think yeah. you're going to offend you. Well, Sammy is, it will be, like, 
like one time we were on a hike and she was like just tell me a great memory of your dad Aww. and i thought that was a really sweet thing to say that was sweet because she was basically she didn't know dad but she just said like hearing my stories makes her feel like she knew dad and yeah. i was like that's a really sweet thing to say that was sweet and then another lunch that we had one time we were talking about yoga because i kind of want to do like a grief series in yoga where like people that are grieving can come and practice and not feel too much pressure if they like start crying or whatever they start feeling anyway so she was talking about yoga too and she was like as a yoga instructor or just like as a friend who has grieving who has grieving friends should i maybe read a book or two about the grieving process and i was like that's a really thoughtful thing to say that not only do people that are grieving should probably have these resources but people that have grieving people in their life should have these resources too yeah i just think she's very thoughtful with what she says about it yeah she seems super cool Going back to how we grieve ourselves, um, I don't think I really started processing it until June 2021, which was seven months after everything. Kenner and I took this road trip where we went through Montana and Idaho and Washington and Oregon, and it was awesome. I don't, I feel like that's, well, one, I quit my job end of May, and then I didn't have another job lined up, and I was just like, let's just take a road trip, and we only focus on the road trip and mm-hmm. like healing ourselves. We didn't have any other obligations. Um, and I definitely think that helped. Yeah. And then from there, I kind of processed it, but I'm still really, I'm still struggling with it a little bit, but I can definitely talk about it more. And now I'm kind of, I don't know. My way of grieving is I think making it productive. Productive. Yes. But like it, it can be a just like kind of destructive to me. Yeah. But my whole thing is, and is making his death mean something, which I know it doesn't need to, Mm -hmm. but I'm over here like trying to do things with pan can and um, just spreading awareness as much as possible. And I think I do that. I focus on that a little too much for my grieving process because I have to justify it in some way, which is probably not as healthy. I think it's good. You know, I think it's very good. I do think like now, you know, I always thought it was weird. People like my life purpose is this. I do think my life purpose is spreading awareness, mm-hmm. either spreading awareness with pan can or spreading awareness with grief, especially in young adults and just making it more acceptable to be like living your life while grieving and mm-hmm. people should be more accepting of that. I like the way you grieve. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's a nice compliment. I think it's very, um, I don't want to go as far to say admirable because I don't want to give you a big head. Um, I don't think it's admirable. But I think it's fairly admirable i think you and mom both grieve in a very good like very not like i mean obviously nobody can grieve in a good way but like i think you guys grieve in like a we're very like take action grieve. yes like you and mom are both like working with pan can and you know you're working with your company in order to get more pan can things out there and yeah. mom is always like she always bringing light to dad and everything like that through everybody she talks to and i think it's very cool thanks I think it is, it does, like, make it as if there is something, not like there's something, like, it makes it as if, like, well, hopefully, like, people don't have to lose the same people to what we lost dad to. I mean, there's already been that. The fact that, like, one of dad's best friends growing up, he already retired, yeah. you know, because, like, people our dad's like, death, like, yeah. made him realize that he should start living more, so he retired at a younger age and is living life the way he wants, or a lot of people we know have gotten more medical screening since dad or mm-hmm. have gotten the genetic testing or at least like that stuff makes you feel like 
a little better about the situation. I know yeah. you can't feel better about it, but I think if dad it can would, impact I think other people's lives, then, like... Dad would appreciate it. I think so, a too. Lot. Like, you can just see... I can see dad, like, looking... Like, talking to us all and just, like, being happy about it. Yeah. Like, with, you know, like, not... Like, you know, like, I think he would talk to, like, his friend. He'd be like, I'm really happy that you're retired. Oh, he would I'm, like, love so proud that of you for doing that. Like, with you guys, I think he'd be like, I'm really proud of you girls for trying to do something more with it than just, like, ending it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it ended with him, kind of. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Then they're like, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think the one thing that I need to work on, though, is really accepting it for myself. Yeah, that ain't never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's where I want to try this week. Possibly this week. Maybe we'll push it back. I don't know because I'm too scared still. <laughs> but I'm not good at writing about it. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it. So um, I'm writing like a fantasy series where I kind of touch on grief because I love like fantasy books. And I touch on grief in my fantasy book, but it's from like a third party character. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm talking about grief, but it's from a different character. So it doesn't feel like I'm talking about it as much. Where part of me wants to journal a little bit and really like touch with, get in touch with myself and maybe even like talk to dad in it, but through words. But it's also kind of scary because mm. I don't know. I think where it gets really scary is like we, the pain that we felt when it afterwards was like, I didn't know a pain like that existed. Mm-mm. And I'm so nervous of feeling like that yeah. again. That's why I don't think about it. I know. I, that's like I really put thing. it out of my mind because I'm like so scared. And I also like I remember like the couple weeks after I was it was so hard to like sleep or anything because yes. like you'd hear a sound or you'd like see something in your mind and they would just bring you back to that moment. Mm-hmm. And like and I don't want to ever go back there. I don't think unless you've been through it or a traumatic yeah, event, something traumatic in general that you feel if you I don't know if you've ever felt that like that heaviness. It's mm-hmm. just. It was a struggle just to get out of bed. Yeah. It was a struggle to... To do anything. To do anything. To, like, think. Like, you genuinely... Like, I don't even think that we, like, thought. No. For a while. I think your mind is just, like, blank. And, like, we're you're thinking, but your thoughts are just so, like... Numb. Slow and mm-hmm. numb and just, like, really non-existent, kind of. You don't you really want to eat. You don't want... Really... No. I think... And I remember during that time, the only way Kendra and I ever got out of the house for those, was like, for coffee. was coffee. Yeah. We'd be like... We need to get out of the house for 10 yeah. minutes. Do you want to go get coffee? We had six days with our dad after he was diagnosed, and we got coffee every single day. And we got coffee every single day, like, up leading up to the, his diagnosis as well. Yes. Like, we always got coffee together. Sometimes, like, twice. Sometimes yes. a morning coffee and an afternoon well, coffee. No offense to family. We love all of you. But sometimes it was so much having family in the house with dad when he wasn't, like, doing the best. And, like, mm-hmm. just watching our family see him for the first time like that was oh. so hard. Those are some of the worst, yes, like, because like visions we, I have we in my had head. seen it, we had kind of seen the process. So like to us, I think we still saw hope because we had seen when he was like at his absolute worst, and then mm-hmm. like he started to get better for a little while, and that's when the family saw him for a bit, and like they that was their first time seeing him ever sick. Yeah, so it was like you to them it was like, eyes, to them it was gut wrenching, just... and to us it was hard to watch our family react to him. So we mm-hmm. always left the house and like went and got coffee and went for a drive when our family was around for a little while. Cause it was like too much for us for a while. Definitely. And it was just, I remember that time I was like so stressed out because of COVID too. Oh yeah. So all these new people, not new people, our family. And we didn't allow many people. We let, allowed like Only our very immediate, immediate like family. aunts, uncles, cousins, and mm-hmm. grandparents. Not even, well, not even cousins. Not even cousins. Well, yeah, we didn't let any mm-hmm. cousin in. Mm-hmm. I think Callie and Troy. But Callie and but they live down the they, street. Yeah, from yeah. Us. Our neighbor, our cousins that live right down the street from us, gotta come. But like all the cousins that live in Iowa, 
didn't come, just aunts yeah. and uncles. Yeah, because we were very nervous about COVID at the time. There was, you know, vaccines weren't out or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had thought dad had weeks, and so I mm-hmm. was terrified of him getting COVID. Yeah, we, told, we were told months. Yes. Little did we know it was days, and it really didn't matter whether he got COVID or not those last no. couple of days. But in our but minds, in our I minds, was yeah. freaking out. And we didn't want to lose him to COVID within a few weeks when we thought we were going to have months with him. We were, yeah, like, we, we were going to have the holidays with him and everything, too. Yes. Like, if the pos- like, I would have been devastated. I mean, I was still devastated. But, like, the thought of COVID even shortening the short amount of time that we had yeah. was, like, a terrifying thought. Yeah. So I was just even – I was so nervous of every single person walking inside the house. We were all, like – I only went to work and then just came back home. I didn't even go to my apartment to see my friends or anything like that, obviously. Like, why would I want to? Because, you know, my dad's not doing well. Mm-hmm. But, like, even when I went to my apartment to pick up stuff because I knew I was going to be staying at the house longer, I didn't even, like, go see them or, like, talk to them. I just went straight to my room. Mm-hmm. But and dad then... also didn't really want us to tell a lot of people in the no. beginning. Because he kind of thought... He thought it was going to go away. And I think he thought there was... He also had hope. Yeah. So I don't, don't think he wanted us to tell a lot of people when we didn't know anything yeah yet. he didn't want to be like a pity case yeah like this is sad but the first time that we got flowers he's cried yeah because he like i think when his dad passed it reminded him of that mm-hmm. but um oh yeah i just went to work and then even for like groceries and stuff we like instacarted everything because we were so terrified of like oh yeah. going to the grocery store and picking up anything and bringing it home to him or something mm-hmm. like covid wise or any any sickness because when you obviously when you have cancer like you're so, your immunity is so, so, so low. And we had no idea because it went so fast. Yeah. We had no idea what his health was. So no. we got new news about his state every, every single day. day. And I was at work. And yeah. Really you fun. would come home and mom and I would be like, we have some more news. Yeah, they would be crying. And then I'd be like, what the heck happened again? Or like one day when our aunt and uncle were here, everybody was looking at me oh, so weird. Everybody was looking at me so weird the whole day. And we all ate dinner together and everything. And then, like, the aunt, my uncle, aunt and uncle left, and then you guys told me, and I was like, Ugh. Well, they were, the, our aunt and were there when you got the mom news. and I got I the news. I know. But, I don't know. I just, I really am mad I was at work that whole week. I wish I wasn't. But also, yeah. my work was really weird about it still, so. it's a, And that's, and I agree, because even now, looking back at it, I'm like, why did I go back to work in five days, you know? Yeah. I could have stuck up for myself. But, like, again, you are in such a just, weird yeah. funk where it's like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I could not describe what I was feeling at the time. No. Like, you're in this weird funk where it just, you feel like you should keep going on with life. This, it's like, you're not even, like, you don't even have a chance to feel like you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing could hit you to the point where you'd feel something. Nothing. I'm even still in that phase. Like, when yeah. people tell me things, I'm still, I just don't get phased by it. I no. think maybe I'm in such a, um, like, I definitely have an optimistic view about life. Yeah. But not in regards to, uh, that's kind of countering it. I'm just saying, I just always expect that there's going to be some sort of bad news. Oh, yeah, me too. And, like, I just, I just, like, don't have faith in the way the world works really anymore to the point where we do get bad news. I'm, yeah. like, I always seem, like, heartbroken. Like, we've got a lot of bad news recently, and it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, it's, like, it, it kind of makes sense in my head because it, it, it justifies the way I think about the world oh, after definitely. dad. Like, ever since dad's passed, it's just been, like, okay... Here's the world more. kind of sucks. Yeah. Because it's just been like one thing after another since that. And it's been like, yep, the world does suck. Like, that's what's crazy is before dad, dad passed when I was 25. I hadn't experienced grief or death really at all. Like mm-hmm. we never lost a grandparent minus our dad's dad, but that was before we were born. Yeah. So we like 
We like we felt feel it. like he's our grandpa, yeah. but we've never we, met him in person, so we didn't have. That I think we, we felt it through dad. Yes, and feeling it through somebody else is obviously different than feeling it yourself. But like when we you know? go to like the cemetery, we definitely would like feel yeah. his presence and everything. But we didn't have that grieving process because we and didn't know him. Like we knew memories, so like you could imagine him, but you never yeah. knew if you imagined it right. But with dad, it's like definitely we obviously knew him. You can like you can picture everything he did. Yeah, you know, and like we we had only lost great-grandparents at that point mm-hmm. who we only knew when we were like really little mostly yeah and so this was my first big um death, death i guess yeah. i don't know how you say it, but and so i wasn't prepared for it at all you know i felt like a grandparent i could kind of prepare for it it would yeah. hurt horribly yeah but you prepare for your grandparents to pass away yeah when they're getting older i was nowhere near prepared for a parent no. passing away at all. And we've had, like, so many health scares in the family in our past. Yes, that, that was but, not like, the person dad I was, would yeah, think of. Dad was never part of the health scares at all. He's been, like, he's just had great health his whole life. And, like, definitely, you know, he was out there, like like we said, like, we were in South Dakota a couple months before he passed. And he was, was out there months, hiking, yeah. yeah, hiking faster than we were. Yeah, we would hike miles yeah. a day. And he and would he be was always ahead a of full, us. almost a full mile probably ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd he would just he be, was, like, like, waiting at the end being, like, he was, like, one yeah. of those guys that was, like, down for any adventure, too. Like, yes. he'd ask him to do anything, and he'd pretty much be down for it. Like, just two years before, he was mountain biking until he had this bad mountain biking accident. Yeah. But he, like, mountain biked, and he would so, always like, yeah. be down, and he'd be, like, you know, walk our dog every single day. Like, he's not the person that you would think that this would happen to. Mm-mm. So, like, it was just so unexpected, because it's yes. just, like, not... Like, even when I t- told my friends about it, I remember them, like, like clarifying, like, your dad, because like, it's, like, so shocking that it'd be dad super shocking out of everybody in our family because like they were used to me going to iowa for like health scares yeah like not anything with dad before you know definitely and since then we've had a couple more passings yeah and that's why i just don't know i don't know if it's just like an effect now or like like, feel it more are we just yeah are we feeling it a lot more is this just our life this is it where we're and which is i've known my like i don't know there might be a term for it my death anxiety is through the roof yes like the just the anxiety of getting a call that something happened to somebody is through the roof. Yeah. And I don't know how you would fix Very that, scary. but. I don't really don't think you do. Maybe that's where I need to Especially like. Especially as we keep losing people. It's just yeah, like, it gets you worse really just worse. lose faith in it all. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like a lot of people are probably feeling this too during like yeah. this pandemic too. Like yeah. you definitely have that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I don't know. It's just, that's where I'm at right now. And I don't know if I need to go see a therapist or I should journal about it or something. And that's why I want to try journaling. Yeah. But I'm nervous of it. So I might, might do like one entry or two entries this week. You should and then bring it, not, don't tell us it, but like tell us how you felt about it. I will. Should I mention the journal really fast? Yeah, you should. My friend, she, well, actually, I, I actually just like met her just a couple months ago. I met her through um, my yoga teacher, the one that saw my butthole, if you listen to the last episode, <laughs> she actually, when I told her that my dad passed, she put me in touch with this girl, Gabby, who she like knew through the yoga studio too. Um, and then I had coffee with Gabby and we just started talking and she had lost her mom two years ago to cancer. And she had writ- wrote, written, written, written a grief journal, basically has like prompts for you to do. Then it's like a journal. And I told her and I was like, I don't really, I haven't really tried journaling, but I need to. So I think this week I'm going to try to do two of those prompts. I'm just going to pick two prompts. Are they online? They do have the prompts online. And then it's also like in the journal. So I have the journal. Oh, I want to get a journal. Yeah. This journal is 
in our description of our podcast. It's an affiliate link. Um, it's through my friend. She wrote it. She had therapists, you know, go through the prompts and tell her, you know, what to change, what looks good, whatever. Um, so I'm going to try it this week. So we'll see. Also, she's an amazing person and she, any journals bought through our affiliate link, 10% of proceeds will go to Pancan. So very cool. Super awesome. I do want to try it. I'm going to try it when I'm more ready, which we'll see if that's, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready either. Or like five years from now, we'll see when it is. But I I am like, I do want to try it because it, from what you showed me of it, it looks really, really cool. Definitely. And like, and she seems so cool. I want to meet her so bad. She's super cool. Um, Gabby, I want to meet you. We just have a lot in common, you know, being in our young 20s, losing a parent. Um, But yeah, I think I need to try that this week. But like I said, I'm a little nervous of getting super sad. Like it's either gonna be like a very healing process or I'm going to be Mm -hmm. in that. You know how like that sad state's always kind of lingering? And, and you like, you're like, don't want to tap like, into suppress it. it. Suppress it, yeah. down. And like, because it was such a thing, bad feeling. One little thing is like a little. It's like a. It's like a balloon, a mm-hmm. water balloon that keeps filling with water, like with little things that happen all the time. Yeah. And then I'm just so scared that my needle is going to get too close <laughs> to the water balloon, yes. and it's going to like burst all over me. That's exactly how. Like it feels. I'm fine with like a few tears every now and then, as long as I'm alone in in my car, or in my bed. But I prefer my car as a better place to cry. Personally, is what I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be around people, and I do not want to cry more than a few tears. Because it was, like, so much It was, and before. I, I'm fine crying. Uh, not really. But sometimes I'm okay crying in, like, the memory of him. Like, I, I'll talk to him sometimes, and I'll cry. But it's, like, more like I'm crying to him, like, mm-hmm. with him, I feel like. Yeah. But, like, the idea of me thinking about the actual, like, I, like, cry knowing that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But me thinking about the fact that, like, the, his actual death, I don't ever want to think about that ever again. Mm-mm. That is way too much. That's partly why I don't, I don't want to go to therapy because I know they're they're gonna make me talk about it, and I don't want to. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about him to a random stranger. I know that's bad. I know therapy is very good for you, and I should do it. And I've had to do it for a long time in my life, but scary, scary people. It is scary, definitely. I liked your thing of the water balloon, though. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, I even I like I talk about my grief to some people, not not many, just like. A certain amount of people but even then I feel like my I just escape from it like through books usually yeah like that was my escape all during yeah that's kind of how you got into fantasy wasn't it yeah like I after dad I blew through some fantasy series just because it was my way of escaping the world so like should we go back to uh other people and how they how yeah, they do, people are pieces so we can take shit. away our <laughs> we can yeah away no from our more sadness. talking about our stuff let's talk about other people and their pieces yeah I mean, like, let's talk is, about some things people have told us i think we should point out that this is clearly our grieving process sometimes we're upset mm-hmm. and sometimes we're sad and we'll address it for ourselves but the minute we address it for ourselves we go straight into oh i hate how other people are treating us yeah yeah it really does them hate people oh yeah we don't like people we, we think people are pieces of shit we've been watching yellowstone recently so now we're gonna start talking in southern accent Sometimes we're British and sometimes we're Southern. Aren't they in Montana? We're out. Well, Western accent. What's a Western versus a Southern? I don't know. They just talk like this. <laughs> they do talk like this. So let's talk about something people say that we hate. Oh, here's my main, my main, my main thing. And I understand this is what pe- comes out of people's mouth. Every, I say 95% of people probably, it's a bullshit percentage out of my asshole. But. You say butthole, so they take a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then we. Um. <laughs> 
this 95%, which is a bullshit percentage out of my butthole. Take a shot. Um, <laughs> say, oh, I know exactly what you're going through. Uh, Bitch, you don't. Oh my gosh. And I hate that. Even if some somebody in their 20s, they're, even if their dad died of pancreatic cancer. You do not You know. still can't say, I know what you're going through. Because no. you don't, and that invalidates what they're feeling, and that's what I hate. Every death is different, and every relationship with the person is different, and it just, it does invalidate you so much, and it just makes you feel like, I don't know, I got it in work a lot, so it made me yes. think, like, oh, so, like, am I not supposed to be, like, grieving in work? Am I, am I not supposed to show that I'm upset in work, even though I literally just lost my dad in I six feel like days? the person saying it to you is thinking, oh, this is a way I'm connecting with you. It's not. But the person receiving it is feeling, oh, that was a shutdown. Yes. And I can't say anything about my grieving process no. anymore. Or I can't it's say even... anything about it, or I can't say how I'm feeling. Because it's a, if you know exactly how I'm feeling right now, I don't need to describe it to mm-hmm. you kind of thing. I or, got a lot of like, oh, I've been through it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, whatever, I get it. Everybody's parents are going to die someday. And don't tell me that you've been through it. When you've if had you your... had your parents until they were 80 or If 90. you've had your dad walk you down the aisle, you have not been through it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't tell me you've but been no. through it. I mean, I get it. Everybody's parents are going to die, and it's going to be hard no matter what. But, like, hearing that, when I'm hearing it from people that lost their parents when they were, like, 50 or something like that, yeah. compared to a 21-year-old losing their dad, is, like, just so, like, gut-wrenching to well, hear. Well, it'd be like us going to somebody who lost their child being like, I know what I you're know going, what going through. through. In no way do we know what they're going through. Or somebody who lost their grandpa or, like, something saying they know what we're going through. I'm sorry. It pisses but me you off. you just don't. It's a, not the a same. A grandparent is different than your father. And, like, I don't know. Also, we were just so close with dad. And I get, like, yes, some grandparents raised, it, raised their grandkids. Yes. All that totally. And like, but it's I more say, of the fact that you, in your mind, prepare like, for it. That, it. You know that and, they're going to yeah, pass like, away at some point. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I always like. Yeah, obviously, we're gonna be heartbroken. Like, we're so we're so close to our grandparents, mm-hmm. and like, obviously, I'd hopefully like, we're not saying this in any way no. to invalidate somebody that lost their grandparent. No. And no, and we're just saying don't compare. It's not compare. Even if it's, if it's a like a, a dad or something, it's just not comparable because your relationship is different. Like you said, mm-hmm. like. Your boss didn't like her dad, you know, like, whereas we are, like, we're best friends with our dad. You know, it's, like, very different relationships that we all have. And even if you were best friends with him, even if you lost him, similar to how we lost our dad, it's not the same thing. Like, just mm-hmm. saying There's that no is just so, like, at least say something like, you, you could relate. You could be like, oh, yeah, I lost this person. Like, this is how it made me feel or something mm-hmm. like that. That's one thing. But don't say, oh, I know exactly what you're going through or, or yes. oh, we've all been there. That's a shutdown. Because that is just That's like, a shutdown thing yes. where it's like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. So yes. I'm going to say this. Because I was, then, I will say, I was throwing up and like getting very sick for the first like four months after our dad passed away. Like, I would like always feel like I was going to pass out and I was always nauseous and I would kept throwing up for no reason. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then we kind of, like, chalked it up to stress and, like, anxiety from losing dad. Mm-hmm. And then I was missing a lot of work because I just felt so sick all the time. Or else I would excuse myself at work and go to the bathroom a lot and, like, just sit there like I was going to puke half the time. And then they asked me what was going on. And I told them, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's grief because, like, it started after dad. And, like, I went to the, um, I went to, like, a doctor and they told me nothing was wrong with me and so all that kind of stuff. So, and they were like, oh, we get it. We know what you're going through. I'm like, have you... Like, I would get it if you were like, oh, yeah, I threw up after I lost this person. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But don't just, like, shut me down and be like, oh, we've all been there. Mm -mm. And I think people that have really grieved don't say that shit. No. Like, I get it. Like, I appreciate that job and everything, too. They were great. But just certain things like that was just hard to hear. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember it was like, I was visibly sick. Yes. (laughs) You know? 
And that that's my biggest thing is anybody comparing it to any sort of mm-hmm. we've got a lot of comparisons to grand grandparents from our so age many group. apparent comparisons and, and i just want to be like especially if you've lost your grandparent i'm not trying to invalidate the grief in any way no. that you have gone through but just don't compare a grandparent to a parent don't compare a parent to a parent no. don't compare any situation differently because sad. i would never compare our situation to another person's situation where they died of cancer either because we lost our dad in five days somebody could have had somebody you know mm-hmm. could have lost it in five years both horrible things mm-hmm. you know one person saw so much more sickness mm-hmm. while we we're kind of grateful that we didn't see as much sickness but we didn't really get the goodbyes and all yeah. that la- you know the things that other people that, like get too so that's what i'm saying that there's the trauma of all these situations are so different that nobody should compare any mm-hmm. grief. Also, hearing that fr- like pretty fresh after losing dad oh, was so hard. Horrible. Like it's harder when it's like pretty recent yeah. to hear that because it's like okay, well, that's something I just went through. And, and like, now I kind of tell ago. people. And now, oh, like, yeah. if a friend says it, I just kind of say like, I don't appreciate people say that to me after grieving. I just like oh, I yeah. know you didn't mean anything by it, but like that doesn't help. Yeah. And I just don't respond. I'm not trying to be like a bitch about it, but like just so you know. Next person you hit it to yeah, is not going to appreciate that comment. That's probably better than just shutting down and not responding to oh, I do the that rest too, of the though. time. If people say one thing wrong, like not one thing wrong, like it's one thing I don't, I gave people are not going to say the right things all the time. But if they say something very inconsiderate, mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, I mean, I don't ever talk about dad, but like there are certain people that I've attempted to. And if they like say one, like something crosses the line in my mind, I'll just be like, Doop, yeah, done. Yeah. I had one person compare their cat. Oh my god. Saying, you know, I get, I, because like, I love Bentley, our dog. Yes. More than anything. I love him. But when we got him, you Mm. expect to outlive him. Yes. You expect them to be around for 10 to 15 years. Yes. 18 years, Bentley. If you have 18, that's amazing. He's supposed to live for at least 18 years, so he better. But like, you expect it. Yes. You know that their lifetime is so much shorter than ours. Yes. Yes, yeah, so with parents, you expect them to pass. You expect them to pass when they're, like, 90. Yes. When you when you already, they've had grandchildren, you know, like, all mm-hmm. the, they've lived all those big life moments that you've already seen in your head, and they've seen in their head. Like, they fully saw you become yes. a, a full-functioning adult. adult. Yes. Marriage, kids, you know. Like everything. Like, they're supposed they to They could have been everything. great grandparents. Yes. You know, like. There's just so much, you don't expect to lose your dad when you're in your 20s and he's in his he just turned 60 like that is just not the same as losing a pet no it's not like the fact that you know like our dad's mom is still alive yes but like our dad isn't you know and that's you expect your grandparents to go before your parents yeah exactly but yes that's the comparing thing just really pisses me off the worst one should we talk about it the worst one was this one woman coming in to our house like Two weeks after oh, dad. Yeah. And she saw dad two months before he passed. And she was like, you know what? I told my husband. I thought Jerry looked a little bit sick. Sick. He didn't look too good. And we were all just sitting there like, why the fuck would you say yeah, that Yeah, because to us? it made the three of us, me, my mom, and you, Lauren. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all looked at pictures of him that night. We all went upstairs and looked at pictures of him, making sure that he looked okay because yeah. we wanted to check if he was we like, yellow. Oh, as our, his family, did we not see something? Yes. We wanted to check if he was yellow, check if he lost weight or anything like that. We, we looked at pictures and he did not. Mm-hmm. So she was just being a little turd bucket. She was being her. And it made us sad. And she because, made like, it about her. She did she's, make it about she's her. She's made our dad's death about her and she barely knew. And I hate dad. when people do that. So many people make 
your grief about them. Yes. How the hell do so you turn it on yourself? Yeah, I don't know. That's the one that really, like, that was, yeah, that she one really was the messed worst. us up for a while. Yeah, because we had to go back through and, like, really justify it. We had to, like, look back at dad's, like, mm-hmm. health records and stuff and be like, at the end of the day, we know we couldn't have done anything else. No. You know, he was, as we said, two months before, yeah. hiking miles. And he we would have never fine, known that he had cancer so. at that time. No, she was just a little asshole, but she was a little asshole. You know, that's her, her character anyway, so not a surprise. She is a little asshole. Yeah, sorry, girl, if you listen to this, but we don't like you. You probably knew that anyway. Your husband's great, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've had a lot of, not a lot of, but a few of people who know that my dad has passed away. And it wasn't in the conversation, but they knew my dad has passed away. And then in later conversation, they have said that they don't believe in afterlife. Oh, I hate that, too. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And that's that's a conversation I would have had regularly in life, too, before dad. But not with somebody that I knew lost somebody. Like, yeah. After you lose somebody, afterlife is such a touchy subject that I do not want to hear if you don't believe in it. Because it, then to me, it's just like so heartbreaking to think that dad is like nothing now, yeah. which he's not. We mean, we've Especially had with signs, person you don't but, like, like still. You're not super, super close with. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my best friends, I know their takes on afterlife. And yeah. so we can discuss it or not discuss it. Yeah. But. People who just if I don't it. know you too well and you just outwardly blurt out, I don't believe in afterlife, afterlife there's nothing. Yeah. That's kind of triggering. It is. It's, like, I do, there is one person I talked to, and I, they didn't know that I lost a dad, but they said that at one point, and I just, like, shut down a little bit, and I get why they wouldn't know. There's some people I've known that have said that, and who know that I lost mm-hmm. dad, and I was like, okay, buddy, weird. Which we totally want to get, like, a medium yeah. or somebody on Or, like, I believe, in, I believe in ghosts, like, hardcore, and oh, I have, yeah. like, I have and terrible I, nightmares um, and stuff. And this dude was like, I bet you're one of those girls that has crystals all over your room and stuff. And, like, you're so crazy, like, witchy and stuff like that because you believe in ghosts and stuff. And I was like, no, like, no. ghosts are real, everybody. And, like, like, get it through your head, stupid dumb dumb You may boy. think that Ken and I are crazy, but we feel things. We do, and that's what I was telling him. And he was like, yo, bro, you're just like, you think you're a witch and stuff, don't you? And I was like, no, I just no. know I can, and like, The thing I is, I don't want to. I, no. like, we close off that area. Both no. of us have talked about it. But we have, on separate occasions, had very, very bad vibes or we just, like, feel weird things. And we haven't talked about it until this year. We haven't really, like, deep-dived into that. But there have been times where we both felt those things. In the same place. We didn't talk about it until we left the place. Yes. Like, on our road trip, we went to this one coffee shop. And we both went to the bathroom separately. And then we both went back to our car and we were like, did you feel something in that bathroom? Like, cause we, we were the only, it was a single stall bathroom. We yeah, it wasn't like it was there. like a sketchy bathroom. No, it, it was, was like a normal bathroom. It was something fine. was in that bathroom. Yeah, we were like, both were like, did you feel something in there? And the other person was like, yes. And we talked about it and we were like, it yeah, was I was like, weird, I didn't like, wash my hands. No. I just ran out of the bathroom. It was like some weird, like, coldness. And like, one time, well, we can have this later, I guess. This can be a later podcast mm-hmm. going straight more into it. But just know we have a lot of stories with it. A lot. We want to dive deeper into it a little bit with a, like a medium of some sort to help us. But we're it. both a little scared to deep dive into oh, yeah. it because we just I don't want to like be a medium, a... but I want to like be I want to be justified in my that I do know that I'm not a fucking lunatic. No, because I've told people I ask people if they've felt like that before, and they're always like, "No, what the heck?" And I'm like, people that don't believe in ghosts, and you're like, "Yeah, how?" Wait, wait, wait. So that just is mind blowing to me because I I know ghosts are real because yeah, like because I can feel I them. can feel them. Yeah, and then I'm just like. Do you, like, seriously never feel this? Yeah, they don't. I asked a person one time, because I was like, have you literally never felt, like, that feeling that there's, there's something else in the room, but you know you're alone? And they're like, no, what the heck? That's so weird. 
I was like, no, that's like very, very real. Like, you've never been in a creepy basement before. And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And I know that there's afterlife. If we're talking. Oh, about- yeah. There have been too many coincidences. We can about- afterlife we can- later podcast. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's too many coincidences with dad that yeah. I am completely 100% sure there's an afterlife. Oh, yeah. That's why before, before we got signs of dad and I heard that like people being like, I don't believe in afterlife. It hurt me a lot. But now people say it. I'm like. Okay, you can have your own thoughts because because the, the, I, I know it's real. We all we've had enough science to the point where like what your opinion is does not matter. And me. we're not like searching for these signs. No. They have just come out of nowhere. No. And it's like this would have never happened. No. So otherwise. Anyway. I agree with that one though. Yeah, that um, one pisses me off. I had another one I thought of. I think I another one that pisses me off. I don't want to deep dive into this whole thing, but I've had a couple friends where they try to like how do I say it? Oh, that reminds me of mine, too. I don't think you should have to have friends. Friends shouldn't make you justify your grief. You oh, know what I'm trying no. to say? Like, if you... We're not saying treat... Like, if I, if I treat somebody poorly, like, that's on me, even if oh, I'm grieving. Yeah. But I'm saying if I'm not fully in a situation, like, I shouldn't have to justify it, you know? No. And I can say, like, oh, it's me, me grieving, whatever. But, like, I've just had friends where, like, they come at you even more. And you're being like, oh, but why are you feeling like this? And you're like, okay. I'm just. That's a youth thing. I'm I have feeling not experienced way, that. You know? Yeah. And I just don't. Well, there's one person in general that yeah. I'm thinking of. And that's where I'm just. You should never have to make a person justify why they're feeling this way in grief. Oh, yeah. No matter what really it is. can't really justify Unless it. they're being a really shit person. Because yeah. grief does not give you a pass just to be a shit person to Nothing people. Nothing does, everybody. But, but like, all the people out there who think like, oh, this has happened to me, so now I get to be a shit person to everybody else. No, you do not. It's no, you do not. Exactly There's no fucking excuse to be a shit person. You do not know what the other person's going through. I've had people be shit people to me after losing dad, and I'm like, I'm already having a shit day, now you're making it worse. And then people will be like, oh, maybe they're having a shit day. It's like, I don't fucking care, so am I. Yeah, exactly. It Just does not justify it whatsoever. Be a good person. But if I'm, like, you know, out of it, if I'm not fully in the conversation, if I'm mm. not, like, fully present, I should have to justify that. Or, like, I felt like I had to justify it when I went to a friend's wedding recently and I was a little out of it that day, but like mm-hmm. justifiable. I had to watch her dad walk her down the aisle. Mm-hmm. I had to walk, I had to watch her dad do a speech in front of everybody. That just was like, dad's never gonna do that for me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, not, and I, it was just like, took everything in me not to be bawling my eyes out that day. Yeah. And so I just didn't like having to justify me being maybe being a little bit down at no. like the wedding, and I don't think I was, you know, like I think I was. No, but even if you were, it would make sense. Like, yeah, that was your first wedding after that. But too. the fact that like nobody took that into consideration kind of pissed me off. Yeah, and not that I feel like the only person that I felt supported supported me that day was her dad. Yeah. Because I was in the wedding party. But I do think he came older over people, and like older, yes. old, old people get it. They I think do. a lot of it is our age group. They just have not really lost people. And I also think it's partly like the way society is going right now. It's just like the idea of death and stuff is just so understated, if that's the right yeah, word. People like, are just kind of I don't know if it's because of the shows we watch or what happens with it, or we just hear about it so much because of the news. Yeah. But it just feels like nobody really no, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a lasting severity. Yeah, it doesn't it. have a lasting impact. Yeah, to other people except for like people who are actually living it. I feel like. But yeah, so like yeah, so I told her dad there. I was like, your speech was amazing mm-hmm. that you did, and I told him that, and he like just like grabbed my shoulder and like squeezed my shoulder a little bit, and I just could tell that that was his way of like sending uh-huh. me like good vibes. Yeah, but that was yeah. the only person I think. Yeah. 
really understood it that night. But it was weird. It's such a weird thing. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I put it on myself because I'm like, mm, I probably shouldn't be for these people the standards that I put them at. But mm. a little bit of... You were like closer friends. I Like not like the bride, obviously. Like, her bride's her day. Oh, completely. Like, no way. Not her. her. But like the other, other bridesmaids other who I went to high school friends, with, I would have expected yes. something. Yes. You know? Yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. You know, or like even parents who knew dad very well. You know, that would have been something expect yeah. not expected, but like something that would have been helpful to you, I yeah. think, probably. Yeah. You know, like your friends your friends' parents are a lot closer to dad than like a lot of my friends' parents. I mean we like we had that senior trip together. Yeah. We did like a lot of things in high school together, like just different and a lot of those people that came to that wedding that I went to high school with didn't even text me after dad. Which is crazy. Where I'm just I just don't know if it's not a I don't know, it's weird. I didn't have a lot of people text me. I had one person text me three months later. I would consider him one of my best friends at the time. He won't listen to this, so I don't really care. If he does, sorry. But he texted me, like, three months later and was like, hey, sorry, I haven't been a very good friend recently. And I was like, oh, no worries. Like, I totally get it's a very tough, like, situation. Mm-hmm. And he just never responded. I was like, why would you reach out? Why would you say that? And attempt and then- to, like, be a good person, be a good friend, and then just not speak again? Like, yeah. weird. I don't know. Stuff like that. Damn. Anyway, this whole thing has showed me is who I can keep in my life. Or, they, I, can all, I can keep them all my life, but more who I... Keep close. Keep close. Who I put my time and effort into. I have one thing to go off the, the friends thing. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Um, To go off the friends thing, I get really annoyed when my friends... I have, I have, like, some friends who will, they don't know much about it, because they, I don't talk to people about it, and they don't ask me about it. With my friends, I'm kind of the same kinder that I, I try to be the same kinder that I was before dad. Yeah. I'm not, I know I'm not the same person at all, I'm a very different person, and they probably know that too, because I am kind of grumpy all the time now. Sorry, guys. But I have a lot, of, I have some friends who will, like, they don't know the situation, they don't know how I'm feeling, because they never asked me, but then, like, if it's brought up in any situation, they try to act like they know more about it to make themselves look like they're my, my best friend mm-hmm. and you're like and it's just like see right yes you. that is like that really pisses me off like at one time we were at a bar and this guy asked me some question oh yeah because i was going home i was going home i think it was for dad's one year mm-hmm. and it was like the couple weekends before and i like told he like asked to hang out with the whole group like that weekend and i was like oh no i'm busy i'm going home that weekend he made a joke about me going home being like that's so lame to go home, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I was going to go back and be like, wow, this is why I'm going home. Because I think it's funny to, you know, if they're being a dickhead oh, about it. Yeah, I do that too. Or I want to like, rub it in their faces. Yeah. And this person was like, oh, no, no, don't ask her about it. Like, it's her own personal stuff. Don't ask her about it. And I was like, you don't. And she it, she just like made it seem like she was like my comforter and like my, she like very much acted like my mom protecting me. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't need protection over it. Like, I can no. take care of myself. And also, don't ask like, you're my mom protecting me if you don't know how I'm doing. Exactly. And it's been it's happened multiple times with multiple people where they want to act like they, like, are the saints in the situation when they don't actually care to talk about it with me in any way. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, that I get annoyed at. Like, don't make it, like, a competition of who knows more about my dad's death. Like, that's just really fucked up, it honestly. It is a really fucked up thing. Yeah. Whether you, like, think about it in that way or not. But in my... And when I hear that, that's what I think about. It's, like, it's a competition of, like, who... Who can grieve with Kendra the best? Yeah. Even though they're not actually grieving with me, only in social settings. But are. it's, like, crazy. It's, like, the people that are amazing at, or, like, really good at grieving yeah. with you. Yeah. Keep it on the down low. Keep it on down low. Are just very, like, one-on-one about it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
um, Taylor, our cousin's amazing yes. about it. Yes. And we've never even had a deep, deep discussion with her. No. She's just constantly. You can just tell she's like she's, so there for us. Yeah. Even like the way she like hugs us. You can just tell yes. like she just, it's a very, very loving embrace. Yes. Um, and she makes us still feel like we're our own person people like outside of the trauma that we've gone through i don't know it's just you can just really tell a difference with who is doing it for the right reasons yeah there's some people who just like do it people that try to be saints out of it really piss me off Mm -hmm. like and i get if you're doing it for the right reasons maybe i'm not saying that you're doing it for the right reasons but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can just come off as it's like being very faky and like outwardly you want to come off as this best friend definitely on the like inside you're not being that best friend all the time yeah and i I would rather have the person that like fucks up and says something that they shouldn't oh, have yeah. say. Yeah. Versus a like, saint. Like the, that. I mean, the thing is more when they try to quiet me from talking about it because mm-hmm. they think it's going to bring the mood down. I think that's more it. Like they'll like shut me down by being like, oh no, we don't have to talk about that. Where it's like, no, if I want to, I can say something. If he's yes. being a dickhead about it, I can put him in his place real quickly if I want to. Exactly. And it might bring the mood down, but also like who the fuck really cares? I can bring the mood right back up if I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that's not... right bringing the mood down really pisses me because like sometimes i get really nervous about what i say in front of people because mm-hmm. if you even like bring up a story like yes. everybody else can be bringing up stories about their dad yes but i bring up a story about my dad and people just get quiet and oh then you God. feel bad for yes. bringing up the story but I'm like hi we're all talking about our dads and yes. I, I have a dad too i can't just sit here and be like well, I don't have a dad anymore, so yeah, people, I guess I have to be quiet. People think that because he's, like, gone, we don't have a dad anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, no, no I still, still have, have all dad. those memories. Yes, and if you're talking about your memories from 16, age 16, when you teach you guys to drive That's a car. I had a dad then. Yeah, I have that too. <laughs> yeah, Like, shut the hell up. And, like, also, people who talk about their dad non-stop around me, I'm sorry, but I'm just like, okay, we get it. You have a living yeah. dad. Good for you. Good for mm-hmm. you. Like, it's like, I get it. I want to be part of your life. At the same time, it's so hard to hear. And, like, I want to hear your stories. And I'm not saying, like, don't tell me your stories. But, like, when it's, like, over. Yes. It's, like, where it's, like, almost like they're, like, pushing. Are you? Pushing, like, I have a dad and you don't. I have a dad and you don't. Is this a nervous tick? Yes. Start just talking about your dad and you're nervous? Or then I'll talk about our dad. (laughs) And the conversation's, like, done. Yes. It's, like, okay, That's exactly how it happens. It's, like, the conversation's done. And then you have to pick it back up and feel bad. And it's, like, why do I have to feel bad for bringing up part of my dad? It's not like I'm saying... So you want to hear this traumatic moment about my dad's death? It's no. not saying that. It's literally it's like, like, hey, oh, my dad. So this, I thought my dad. My dad thought I was going to drive him to a mailbox. The first one I was supposed yeah, to learn how to drive. Exactly like, that <laughs> stuff. It's like not or like I drank beer with my dad on the boat <laughs> when I was underage. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. It's like, like we went to a brewery one time and they were all talking about their first underage drinking. I was like, yeah, I used to drink on the boat with my dad all the time. Like he used to give me the first sip of his beer, and they were like, yeah, they just all shut down. You're like, like no, like, that was a. That, that was, was a fine story. That was kind of funny. So, like, yep. let's uh, laugh a little bit and then, like, get on with the conversation. Like, next person, talk about your dad now. I don't yes. care if he's dead or not. Keep talking about dads, everybody. It's weird. It's super weird. I hate that shit. Me too. That, it makes, and it does make me feel so guilty. Yeah, it's it makes why. me, yeah, there's us feel guilty. And it's like, why should we feel guilty for bringing up a story of our dad? I'm not yes. bringing my trauma onto no, you guys. I'm talking about my dad. Who... I'm bringing up a memory of yes. a funny story of yes. my dad. But, since I have my dad in it, I shouldn't say it. You hear the name Kendra's dad or Jerry or Lauren's dad. Oh my gosh, what do Lauren's we say? Lauren's going to start saying? crying. What oh, do I do? And it's like, I don't like, even cry no, about it. We cry. Like, I cry alone. Yes, I cry, do. Okay, I cry when I'm drunk. Yeah, when I'm Sometimes when, when I'm really drunk and like something triggers it. Or when I'm completely alone. I don't yeah. cry. Like, like around, especially around friends. make me cry. No, I'm like, I'll cry with like you and mom occasionally if something big happens. Yeah. 
But I would never cry for my friends. Or if we're, like, really, really deep dive. Like, sometimes you and me and mom will really deep dive into our traumas. Then we'll cry. Like, my friends know. I will not cry in front of them because the past times I've done it, it's been a train wreck. And I will not. Even if I'm drunk and crying in front of them, I'm still, like, laughing and dancing. Like, I would never just be, like bawling and talking about things with him ever yeah so, like i don't know why they have it in their minds that like something's gonna that i'm me. just gonna like fucking burst out in tears just talking about my dad. my character does not do that and your character does not do that yeah so i don't know where that comes from and it's and just that people knew how much we cried and yeah. like talking about it right now is not no not triggering in any no way. it's like we've and he's we've dealt with much 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 worse yes that i'm oh you know, I'm fine talking about it. He's on our mind so much of the day that, like, talking about him is just normal because it's already on our mind. Yeah. So, like, if it's going to trigger me, it's going to trigger me in my head before it triggers me when I talk about it. Like, you know, like... Definitely. I'll, I'll shut down yes, before I yes, before, start crying. So, if, I, if I'm talking about it, it means it's a, a subject I'm comfortable talking about. Yeah. If I'm, like, if I'm not talking about it, then I do want to keep it inside. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Which, then I'll start crying, maybe, but... So, this other time, with, like, the last time Lauren and I went to a bar... It was really embarrassing. Not really embarrassing, but, when like... When was this? On the day we went to the bars with all my friends. Oh, okay. okay. So, Lauren went out with me and my friends one night to the college bars, which was very, very a weird night. I felt like a grandma. I'm 26, and I was like, mm, I don't belong here. It was also, like, just a weird night at the bar. It was more packed than it usually was, and there was a lot of freshmen, which is not usual, but whatever. And the DJ was horrible. The DJ was horrible, yes. They usually, I will say, it's a lot better than that, okay? And I got... There was this one girl with super long oh, hair, yeah. and she was so drunk. And at one point, she whips her hair, and I I get a mouthful yeah. of her hair, and I was like, huh? like And I there was just every single time that I, there was like people that would grind against Lauren, and I hate people that like don't have personal space at bars. Like, I get it when it's packed, but at the same time, it wasn't packed enough to not have personal space. So then I grind against them as hard as I could, and they literally were so, they were drunk, so drunk they didn't even notice. I was no. like putting my whole body weight on this one dude. You were still notice. falling over by how much force yes. you were putting. Yes, on him. he didn't even notice me. It was no. crazy. Anyway, so we were at this bar, and then this song comes on. Oh yeah, and it's a remix version at first. So I'm like just dancing away, and then Lauren's like, "What is this song?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I just keep dancing, and then she's like, "Oh." I know what song this is, and then she looks at me, and then all of a sudden, Sweet Caroline starts playing, which is my dad and I's father-daughter song, mm-hmm. and it's always, we, it came our father-daughter song because we would, whenever we went to Iowa together, we put the Neil Diamond track on, and we would listen to that song, and we would always hold hands when we would sing that song, we would like, sing it to the top of our lungs. Because Neil Diamond was one of those favorite artists. Yeah, so yeah. that's how it became our father-daughter song, because it was like our happiest song together. Mm-hmm. And then that song comes on, and I just start bawling in the bar. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm still dancing, but I'm bawling. I was she just, just had some tears. Oh, yeah, dripping. like not any. Nobody really knew. No, it wasn't like dramatic. It just like tears dripping, and I started laughing, kind of. You know, it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. And I just like, still, like I'm laughing through no. this. And it's really traumatic, but like I'm good. I'm good, guys. We're like <laughs> dancing away. Still, I'm just crying, crying, crying. But then the song turns off, and I'm fine again. Mm-hmm. But it was a little embarrassing. I think that's my first time that my friends have seen me cry since dad. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, okay. But, but when it... Luckily, I think they were all drunk enough to the point where they didn't They notice. were very drunk. Like, I don't think anybody... Hopefully yeah, maybe a couple of them saw it. And maybe yeah. because they saw it because I came and hugged you. Yeah. But, like, like... Whatever. They I mean, they know it's my father-daughter's song. Yeah. I've told them before, so, like... And, like, I haven't heard my father-daughter song yeah. out. And I know the minute I would, mine's I'd on, be a fucking wreck. Mine's is everywhere. everywhere. It's all over yeah. TikTok. So every time I see it on TikTok, I scroll, scroll past real yeah. fast. Oh, Yours is everywhere. It's everywhere. Why? I haven't heard mine once. It's at bars. Dad, sometimes, at, at, like, at like 
sitting down with bars, it's so easy to block out because you just talk over it. Mm-hmm. But that bar, obviously, it's music is the it's main like event. The thing. So and like, everybody's oh, singing along to yes. it. Yes. Everybody's like, like, and my friend was like, hey. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't touch me. <laughs> this is my dad's song. Demon yeah. Child came out for a little bit. Just kidding. I just cried, but only for a little bit. And then I was fine. We I would were, say we ready to out go. of anything that like, triggers me, it's music. Yeah. Because same. we. I don't, when we were super young, we made yeah. dad this mix CD for, for the boat. boat. So it's his boating CD. And he played it every all the time. There's he would never play the radio or anything no. else in the boat. He would just keep even to playing this day. that that mixtape. Yes, to this day. One it was because only I that think CD. he didn't understand how to switch it off that CD. Yeah. So I think we just constantly listen to that CD. Until but it was a great CD. Last year when mom got serious on her phone and she requested serious, but if it was like just him on the boat yes. or just like the girls and him on the boat it was always that cd well because it was was his favorite songs of all time yeah you know it was like his own playlist that we made him and if any song from that playlist comes on Mm -mm. i'm a wreck i'm a wreck as well (laughs) anywhere i say nope yes now people understand that but i was like it just it's more because you can can see him dancing yes you can see him and the thing is when i think about dad and our family my favorite moments are on the boat yeah same and so you see him with his hat backwards. Yep. He's just like vibing. He looks, Bentley's walking you know, up and down the he boat. He's he like was, loving whenever it. Whenever he turned his hat backwards, he was like ten times cooler. Yeah. And he'd always like dance a little bit. He just had the weirdest dance moves that we both inherited. Yes. And whenever I can picture him dancing to a song, the song has to be turned off immediately. I yep. cannot handle it at all. Unless I'm alone, then I'm fine. But other than that, nope. That's exactly how it was. And then yeah. you could just picture him exactly. You could picture him, you know, with a beer on the boat, and he'd be like, "Do you want to take a, a sip on the top?" I was like, do you, do you want to drive for a little bit? And he'd be like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not very hard, but sure, I'll drive a little bit. He thought he touched. He thought he taught, taught us how to drive a boat. He taught us how to drive once it's already out there. Yes, he taught us how to steer the boat. Yes, we already knew how to steer the boat, Dad. Like I had to learn how can to like, do it. Get it started and stuff. But that's our problem is now we have this cabin and it's me, my mom, and Kendra, and we have two boats out there, but we cannot get them off the lift or in the lift. No, we can do it once we're out there. Once mm-hmm. we're out there. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Getting it in the lift, I can't do it. <laughs> None of us can. It's a big no. conundrum. So we have so, to take every someone out of this every single time. Next year we're gonna we're gonna learn though. Yeah. That's my big goal is to be confident in driving the boat next summer. I'm too scared. I I'm gonna do it. I will break the boat. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Not on a super choppy day, like not on the fourth of July, not oh, where there's a lot of people know. out. Dad didn't even go out then. No, so if we do it on a day where it's a little bit calmer, or if we go like really early in the morning. Oh yeah, like a then s- off. Well, if we're, mm. we should have a pulled an all nighter. I don't know why I did that mm-hmm sound. <laughs> so we sorry. should pull an all nighter and do a sunrise. I would totally be down. We haven't gone to the cabin much since dad. No, it's a little bit tricky, but it's getting better, but it's getting better. It's tricky. For a while there it was really hard going there. We don't have, like, cable or really any streaming services. We have Netflix, but the Wi-Fi is so bad that you yeah, can't really stream we anything. We basically just have DVDs there. Yeah, and we've watched all the DVDs yeah. multiple times. So it was always family time there, like, all the time, and we always hung out all together and, like, did fun things. And then we'd come in and watch a movie late at night all together as well. The best was when we had Blockbuster right down the street. Oh, I miss Blockbuster. I miss Blockbuster. Because Dad would take us there every single uh, Friday. And we'd pick out, like, movies. three. Yes, we'd each get to pick out a movie. Yes, well, we each got to pick out three movies. Yes, and then, and then we would basically watch them all weekend. So if it was, like, a rainy day, we would just, like, bank those movies back and forth. And Blockbuster was the best. Because you never really knew what the movies were. No. You just looked at the cover and you're like, you're like this, this looks, looks pretty good. Yes. Oh, those are the days. Those were the days. Oh, now I we have fucking Redbox or 
streaming, but in the cabin, and streaming so hard. We should write a box more down there, though. Redbox actually yeah, has really should. good movies. We should. Next time we go down there, we should get Redbox. Yeah. I should pee my pants. What should we be done now? Well, this was a, a fun little talk. It really was. We went on a lot of topics. We did not we stick did. to our plan. We did do a lot of topics. So hopefully you're entertained. Entertained. But anyway, um, the grief journal that I was talking about uh, will be linked in our description box and i'll talk about more that of how it went maybe we should all try it together i'm gonna try it me and you both journaling yeah but like in a couple weeks when i'm more around for it like maybe you can start it first then i'll do it later but when i'm more around for it okay so maybe not next episode we talk about it maybe like the episode after that we talk about it yeah like we could all do it like together okay the journey so yeah the grief journal there's two of them um one's more guided and one's just more prompts um so yeah they're both in the description box also our email is in the description box so if you ever if you're feeling any sort of way of grieving or if you have any questions or anything that you want us to like a topic you want us to or talk if you about just want to email us pee pee poo poo that would greatly in. boost our day it really would so yeah anyway that's all in the description box below well butthole 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 because we only said it once so now <laughs> now you had five shots god you're gonna get drunk real quick <laughs> Oh, boy. Have a good night, everybody, with that alcohol in you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.